You are listening to No PC Allowed, a.k.a. No Political Correctness Allowed, and I am Mac Iverson. There are thousands of fact checkers in the world. The vast majority of them are bought off fact chokers. Why do I say this? 31% of Americans get at least part of their news from Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook. It is truly terrifying that so many people can be so deluded as to walk around in a semi-ambulatory daze and lost in the haze, perhaps forever, in some hidden nook somewhere deep inside fake book. I say perhaps forever lost there because the news is supposed to report the news. It's kind of expected, called the news and all. But fake book doesn't report news. It repeats opinions and paid for lies almost exclusively. In Matt Palumbo's thoroughly investigated book, Fact Checking the Fact Checkers, How the Left Hijacked and Weaponized the Fact Checking Industry, he reports that, The Washington Post fact-checker Glenn Kessler famously began a running tally of their fact-checks during the Trump administration, eventually claiming that President Trump had made 30,000-plus false statements during his presidency. The 30,000 lies figure was perfect for the headlines and also the result of poor reasoning and methodological trickery. Illustrating the subjective nature of fact-checking, one such example of Trump's supposed lies included his statement that my job was made harder by phony witch hunts, by Russia, Russia, Russia nonsense. This single true statement and variants of it account for at least 227 of the lies on their list. Jokes, sarcasm, and examples of obvious hyperbole also dominate the list, and each time they're repeated, they're counted as an additional lie to further the appearance of mass dishonesty. Uncoincidentally, Kessler decided to stop maintaining a running presidential fact-check database after Biden's first 100 days in office. Hmm, (laughs) I wonder why. He continues, Nothing is truly absurd to check as long as it's coming from a Republican. My favorite fact-check of all time came from the Mercury News, which fact-checked Trump's obviously not literal claim that if you stacked up the 1,000 burgers he'd bought to cater an event at the White House, they'd pile up a mile high. That produced a headline you can't help but just laugh at. Fact check. At two inches each, a 1,000 burgers (laughs) would not reach one mile high. Thank God they cleared that up. (laughs) They're so stupid. Fact checkers have a very checkered past and present. Easily one in five Fact checks have major errors, often gross errors. Much of it even has been proven to be mostly made up by the very human and very fallible checkers. Oh, by the way, did you know that all these fact check sites are highly biased toward the left? No wonder they're full of lies. In fact, they're not fact checkers so much as fact chokers, choking the life out of the truth. According to Palumbo, as of mid-2020, of the 11 Facebook-approved fact-checking organizations for Central and Eastern Europe, eight are funded by Soros. As is the case for the U.S., these fact-checking groups are largely critical of the political right in those countries. For nearly the entirety of Central and Eastern Europe, Soros-backed groups have a virtual monopoly on fact-checking that the left's 
biggest political donor sees the fact checkers worth funding is itself strong evidence of their bias. And there's plenty more where that came from. Republicans do not trust fact checkers. Maybe only 28%. Democrats are far more gullible, probably due to fact checkers' extreme bias towards them. About 70% find them trustworthy. British taxpayers fund the BBC, which is all about government censorship. The CEO of BBC, Spews, said, just dripping with hubris, explaining complex stories in pursuit of the truth. Another show for BBC said that mistruths can cause really serious harm to society. Society is a euphemism for their deep state corrupted closed system of tyranny. And so they're setting up undercover accounts using nefarious tricks to announce intimidation, a social media to track polarization online. Those are the words they're using, which is PC for all that pesky free speech that tries to hold corrupt politicized organizations like the BBC accountable for their tricks and lies, which they engage in constantly. Otherwise, why are they so desperately trying to cover it all up? For example, the BBC lied all through the COVID pandemic, grossly exaggerating deaths and the need for masks and completely ignoring the obvious deadly side effects of the shots. This from Breitbart. The BBC, which has been undergoing restructuring in order to cut costs amid threats from the government to end the controversial license fee from the public, is perhaps attempting to prove its value to politicians in Westminster who have repeatedly expressed a desire to monitor the spread of disinformation on the Internet. Just listen to this transparently fake claptrap from big tech and Soros-funded organizations in cahoots with the UN. And this is also from Breitbart. In response to what they brand as online information pollution, which they claim is a global challenge, the United Nations Development Program, UNDP, has launched its iVerify platform to counter alleged disinformation and hate speech online. It described the iVerify program as an automated fact-checking tool that can be used to identify false information and prevent and mitigate its spread. The system will be provided by the UN to national actors who will be given assistance in identifying, monitoring, and responding to threats of information integrity. So they're talking about an automated fact-checking tool, but AI still uses human interpretation. It's set up by humans, and it's interpreted by humans, so it's still very, very flawed. They're trying to say, well, uh, yeah, nobody really trusts fact-checkers anymore, but this is a fail-safe to make us sound more uh, authoritative and objective. Well, that's nonsense, obviously. And it goes on. The automated fact-checking tool could have imminent impact on the world, with the platform being actively used in Sierra Leone ahead of the country's general elections. So, of course, they want to make sure that it's being used before an election because they know that it will transform the election from the legitimate winner winning into losing. They know this, of course, in advance. Overt. Out-of-the-closet criminality is funding all these fake fact-checkers. The George and Alex Soros Mafia crime family has funded left-wing extremist groups whose main goal is to derail Bible-based Christianity and constitutional, democratically elected republics like the USA worldwide. 
He paid $30.3 million to set up these fake fact checkers over just the last four-year period. How much money does the prime target of Soros or middle-class American family, for example, on average, able to afford to donate to counterbalance these criminal-based liars? Maybe $10 to $20 for an average donation? How can that compare with a $30.3 million bribe from basically one self-admitted lunatic struggling with his mental illness like George Soros? Are you getting why the fake fact-checking industry is overwhelmingly leftist in its bias and has been grossly corrupted by billionaire bribes for many years now? Are you getting this? An alum Bokhari of Breitbart wrote, Facebook notoriously uses fact-checkers to dodge responsibility for censorship, even though its infamous decision to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story took place before any third-party fact-checkers had weighed in. In court, Facebook has admitted that fact-checks, despite their pretense of impartiality and objectivity, are just opinions. Bingo. Written in 1996 in the early days of the Internet, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act allowed tremendous freedom of speech in social media. As soon as President Trump got elected, all that quickly changed. A social media company may say, you can say almost anything you want, but if it violates their community standards, a sickeningly transparent euphemism, then you can get zinged with disinformation labels and eventually deplatformed permanently just for expressing First Amendment guaranteed opinions or even actual facts that runs counter to what the big tech mafia wants you to say. If your stone-cold, hardcore, proven facts don't jive with the mafia-controlled social media's opinions, then those liars call you a liar for highlighting their systemic lack of integrity. Welcome to the Orwellian brave new world of near-perfected gaslighting. Fact chokers are for profit. Even the so-called nonprofits are controlled by big money. In 2020, even the overtly for-profit fact chokers called NewsGuard received $750,000 from the Department of Defense. These taxpayer-raped dollars are continuing to grow for the exclusive purpose of exploding deep state growth to an obscene degree. Their goal is to reduce viewership of their political enemies, which are people like me and I assume you. Their goal, like all things deep state, is to cause normal, well-adjusted people serious financial harm. If you're not on the dole, if you're not a loser who quickly grabs the ankles for whatever the deep state wishes, then they can't use you. And so you're no good to them. Therefore, you must be eliminated in any and every way possible, by hook or by crook. That's what every single mafia family does. That is also why fact chokers are so uniform in the corruption. They have to have a unified narrative that's as airtight as possible to prevent skepticism. 
and it's a good thing for them that there are plenty of university-educated, useful idiots out there to run interference by believing in most all of the fact chokers' proven intentional lies. Under the news of fake news websites, bought-off Wikipedia says that the Western Journal published anti-immigrant stories about the Central American migrant caravans. Well, I'm loudly anti-immigration. Does that classify me as having fake opinions? So if you toe the line and act like a good little German, then you won't get condemned by Wikipedia? Oh well, who cares? They have plenty of fake and flawed information on their site. A glaring example of their Marxist bias is that they label Alex Jones' Infowars a, quote, hate group. And I'm reading straight from Wikipedia here. Alex Jones has claimed that millions of people have voted illegal in the 2016 presidential election. Well, if he said that, he might be wrong, but millions of votes absolutely were, at the very least, fake votes in the 2020 election, with Trump winning in a landslide. And that doesn't have anything to do with hate. Letting those airheads over at Wikipedia define terms for us was our biggest mistake. Fact chokers run interference for deep state shenanigans like widespread election fraud. This isn't based on ignorance. This is intentional election fraud encouraged by fact chokers. Because as I said, these chokers are tied to the deep state mafia's chain of deceit. All you have to do is follow the money. Jay Sekulow's Judicial Watch legal team was also labeled as a fake news group. Not one leftist group is impugned as fake news, as far as I can tell. Almost anything left-wing is fine and dandy, but tons of conservative information groups, hundreds of them, are labeled as fake. Why? Because Marxist liars hate any kind of real truth. Wikipedia is audaciously, out-of-the-closet, Marxist in their worldview, and incredibly dishonest. Much of Wikipedia's fake information comes from PolitiFact of the very discredited and maligned Pointer Institute. But you won't likely find that truth with any fact choker. Where does PolitiFact's dirty money come from? From hard-left organizations like AARP, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, fake conservative Charles Koch of the Koch Brothers, Craig Newmark, Google News Initiative, Google News Lab, and so on. As long as there's enough university-educated, useful idiots out there to believe these fake, fact-choked websites, the lies will never dry up and wither away like they should. Why would they? These are for-profit enterprises. There's big money in keeping simpletons in mental chains and the rest of us in actual chains. That's why they desperately need to bring in illegal aliens by the millions. And their business model is so simple. Just lie about almost everything, or exaggerate, or take statements out of context, or leave key details out of any fact reporting. Just as long as the line billionaires and their puppet masters, the Chicoms, get their way, which is the enslavement of the average American. Nothing else really matters. Listen, here's their big hidden secret. They are degrading and besmirching the fact-checking industry on purpose. 
They're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes now. But eventually, they want the world to be so skeptical and disbelieving of any for-profit authority like fact-checkers that tries to assert a stress-relieving expert's conclusion to anything that supports living freely so that the only fact-check authority is whatever the state decides to say is true. If you can't trust capitalist for-profit fact-checkers, well then, the only option is to trust the government. Trust only the state. This is a mind-bending trick straight out of Mao Zedong's communist-fascist China. All this has been historically proven to help advance an eventual totalitarian takeover of the free world. The strategy has already been war-gamed to take away all of your freedoms. All that's needed is some time. The point is to bring the entire objective scientific method into doubt. If fact-chokers lie all the time, like they do now, and they know that over time they will be found out to be the frauds that they are by everyone except their useful idiots... If everyone in the free world is lying in the same way with the same basic narrative, who can you believe if you know they're lying? No one. So who can you turn to? The state, because they're not lying capitalists trying to profit off lies. But that's the biggest lie of all. The same is true with the CDC and AMA medical and lawyer organizations. And that's part of the plan. If these deep state-sponsored lies lead to the utter destruction of the West because clearly no one can be trusted anymore, then that's good for the deep state mafia. They win and we lose. Same thing with catastrophic climate change. What does that lying a-hole lowlife Gavin Gruesome, Gruesome Newsome, say all the time? Follow the science. Follow the science. Obey the experts. Science, science, science. He boldface lied about the science through all the COVID pandemic, about masks, shutdowns, shot safety, everything, because his biggest donors told him to. Same thing with climate change. They have the burden of proof to show us we're in trouble, and they can't do it. They lie about it being an existential threat. There is absolutely no science whatsoever behind that claim. And they call us liars and science deniers. It's entirely Orwellian. Falsely accuse others of the evil that you're doing. Just lie about it all. That's mostly what they do. So life is not that complicated, people. But it can certainly seem that way if you're ignorant of a few key principles like from the Bible, for example. But once you know them, you can see so much more. And life is not the five million piece jigsaw puzzle that you once thought it was. Now, you've got wisdom, which God freely gives, if you but ask for it, and be diligent in your continual seeking of it. There is disgusting naked bias with these fact checkers, especially with January 6th. There were anti-Trump activists aggressively storming the Capitol, possibly FBI plants, and they're reported as not inciting violence. When the pro-Trumpers were there, they were inciting violence. It's so naked 
in its bias. It's just mind-blowing. Now I'm going to read from Matt Palumbo's book, Fact-Checking the Fact-Checkers. The COVID lab leak, fact-checkers got it dead wrong on the biggest story of 2020. Never afraid to trust a government at its word, PolitiFact produced eight fact checks in early 2020 that used or relied on data from the World Health Organization for COVID-19. Statistics that were proven to be untrue because China had lied about their data. He continues, not only were all the fact checkers and handpicked experts wrong on a story that has implications for international relations, they were deputized by big tech to shut up anyone proving them wrong. Also from Matt Palumbo's book, at a ceremony for those 13 U.S. troops killed in Kabul during the botched Afghanistan withdrawal, PolitiFact's Daniel Funky wrongly claimed that Vice President Brandon had checked his watch once, and it was after the ceremony. Two Gold Star fathers, Darren Hoover and Mark Schmitz, who were eyewitnesses at the event, went on the record stating that they saw Biden repeatedly checking his watch during the ceremony, which one of them described as the most disrespectful thing he has ever seen. According to them, it didn't just happen once, but 13 times overall. A third Gold Star parent, Shana Chappelle, wrote in a Facebook post, I watched you, Vice President Brandon, disrespect us all five different times by checking your watch. What the F was so important that you had to keep looking at your watch? Eventually, Funky changed his ruling from partly false to missing context because he knew he had to issue some sort of correction but was too embarrassed to admit he was 100% wrong. Snopes had similarly poor judgment, initially rating the claim a mixture on the basis that there is no video or photographic evidence to support the claim that Biden checked his watch 13 times during the ceremony. They later revised their rating of the claim to true. Absolutely amazing hubris. Now you know why I'm so openly disrespectful of Vice President Brandon. He is scum. Period. Also from Matt Palumbo's book, the fact-checkers came to the defense of liberal mega-billionaire George Soros, who the media gleefully brands all criticism of as anti-Semitic. Naturally, video of Soros openly discussing his role in aiding the Nazis in Nazi-occupied Hungary as a child makes it much more difficult to brand any criticism of the man as anti-Semitic, so the fact-checkers have stepped in to deny what Soros himself said. Recalling in his memoir, Masquerade, he wrote, I tried to tell the people I called on not to obey. He, George, said, clearly disappointed that I wouldn't let him work anymore. He was beginning to enjoy his career as a courier. It was all a big adventure. Searle's biographer echoed similar sentiments, noting that George had liked the excitement of being a courier, but he obeyed his father without complaint. Soros would later cite this experience as a reason for disliking fellow Jews for being collaborators while exempting himself. In an interview with 60 Minutes, host Steve Croft asked, My understanding is that you went, went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of property from the Jews. I mean, that sounds like an experience that would send lots of people to the psychiatric couch for many, many years. Was it difficult? Croft continued. Not, not at all, not at all. 
maybe as a child you don't you don't see the connection but it was it created no no problem at all soros said emotionlessly no feeling of guilt croft replied no soros replied when asked how he couldn't sympathize with other jews being persecuted soros sociopathically replied by noting the humor in how his behavior then is similar to his behavior in finance and then employed the old just following orders defense well of course i could be on the other side and i could be the one from whom the thing is being taken away but there was no sense that i shouldn't be there because that was well actually in a funny way it's just like the markets that if i weren't there of course i wasn't doing it but somebody else would 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 be taking it away anyhow and it was the whether i was there or not I was only a spectator. The property was being taken away. So the I had no role in taking away that property, so I had no sense of guilt. Reuters, explaining that Soros was simply a spectator who felt no guilt over being one, as if aiding and abetting the Nazis, is much better. Snopes also decided to fact-check an exaggerated claim that Soros was an SS officer or Nazi collaborator during World War II, which they rated false because they don't think that what he did qualifies as being that of a collaborator. Palumbo concludes, It's ironic that this comes against a backdrop where the threshold to brand anyone on the political right a Nazi is a single policy disagreement. The media has branded making the OK symbol with your hand a Nazi symbol, yet draws the line when you call someone who aided and abetted the Nazis a Nazi. Fact chokers have screwed up everything on purpose. From the Kyle Rittenhouse obvious self-defense case to lying about the Hunter Brandon laptop and the Chicom's connection to the COVID pandemic to January 6th and much more. Lies, 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 lies. Nothing but lies from the deep state mafia-controlled fact chokers. Action step, only one. As you can plainly see, the fact choke industry is completely worthless, dangerous, and dumb. If I knew one good standalone, I'd tell you. These companies are left-wing, and leftists are professional liars. It's all they know how to do. Therefore, listen diligently to this podcast No PC allowed, and please, please get the word out to everyone you know. We have a country to save. Like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. At No PC Allowed, spelled A-L-O-U-D. Again, at No PC Allowed, spelled A-L-O-U-D. You've been listening to No PC Allowed. I am Mac Iverson. We will meet again next week and every week.